What's going on, guys? It's Danny from Fantasy Stock Exchange here. And today, I'll be going through my top week seven waivers, 10 players about in total that you could pick up to boost your squad going into week seven of fantasy football. Hopefully, you guys have been winning in your fantasy leagues, whether you're in first place, fifth place, ninth place, 12th place, though. The waiver wire this week is filled with a ton of options depending on what you need. But before we get into the video, as always, make sure you like if you enjoy this type of content. Let's try to get this video to about 150 likes and subscribe to the channel if you are new. We are currently on the road to 20,000 subscribers. Appreciate you guys for that consistent support you have shown to the FSC channel. But before we get into the top pickups, as always, we got to hit the intro. Before I get into the main claim players, the top five, the honorable mentions, you name it, I just want to briefly outline guys that are probably rostered in your fantasy leagues, but you have to check to make sure because these are guys that if they are available in your league are absolutely worth the pickup for your fantasy rosters. Jameson Williams is the number one name on this list, wide receiver of Detroit, the talented 12th overall pick out of Alabama. Hasn't played a single game this year, recovering from that torn ACL he suffered in college, but Dynamic player, ball in his hands, absolute speed demon on one of the best offenses thus far in the NFL with the Detroit Lions. As soon as he comes back, I think you can consider him in that top 30, top 35 range at the wide receiver position with potential to enter that top 20 range given his God-given ability. Very talented player. We expect the Lions to be able to throw the ball all over the yard. And Jameson Williams, whether it's week eight, week nine, I don't know when he's coming back. But when he does, he should be able to take fantasy football by storm. Potentially be one of the top waiver claims once he is ready to play. George Pickens, wide receiver of Pittsburgh, he's clearly demanding a role on this team, increasing his targets, increasing his snaps, increasing his routes. He is a player that if he's not owned in your league, he is a must-own type of player. Wide receiver four type of outlook for the rest of the season. Jahan Dotson, wide receiver of Washington, currently injured right now, missed the past couple games, but as soon as he comes back, he showed in his limited sample size that he's just a good rookie player, and we want to bet on young, talented rookie players to be able to break out for the rest of the season, especially in that later half. Again, we went through all the studies in the offseason, but typically with rookies, they start out slow, they get hot at the end. Well, Jahan Dotson started out fast, so that's only a sign that he can move up as he keeps getting acclimated in the NFL. The next player is going to be Brian Robinson, another rookie from the Washington Commanders, a running back this time. And we saw this past week that he took basically Antonio Gibson's early down roll job. It looks to be his backfield, especially between the tackles and on the goal line. I do think that Antonio Gibson is hurt significantly by Brian Robinson. And as a result, I mean, if you skipped out on running back early and Brian Robinson is somehow available in your leagues, I have a top 30-ish level outbook, maybe even top 25-ish level outlook when it comes to Brian Robinson, given his involvement in his first full game back on Thursday night football. Rashad White, running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've talked about him at nauseum. He is currently less than 50% owed, but it's a special case for me because, I mean, this is a high, high leverage handcuff. I've gone over him in depth, but nothing has really changed in the past couple of weeks. The only thing, of course, is if Leonard Fournette misses any time, this is a legitimate league-winning type of running back, so he needs to be stashed on the end of your benches thus far. Romeo Dubs, wide receiver Green Bay. I don't know how he's not owned in more leagues, but Romeo Dubs has an opportunity to potentially be a top-two wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Rookie wide receiver, we want to bet on young talent. He is the clear top option for me personally when it comes to that Green Bay wide receiver pecking order. But off the players that should be rostered, I'm recording this prior to Monday Night Football. So guys that you should be watching out for on Monday Night Football, if I don't mention them in this video, 
this is why I recorded it before Monday night. But if they do pop off, feel free to spend. Josh Kelly, the running back of the Los Angeles Chargers, if anything were to happen to Austin Eckler in this game, he instantly becomes one of the top waiver claims of the week. He's been the clear handcuff to Austin Eckler in the past couple of weeks. And again, we're assuming that he's going to take on the lead role if Austin Eckler were to miss any time. Mike Boone, running back of the Denver Broncos, and Latavius Murray, running back for the Denver Broncos. We expect Melvin Gordon to be that lead running back there. But, but Mike Boone, Latavius Murray all have a potential role to play on this offense. Latavius Murray may be able to take goal line opportunities in between the tackles opportunities for Melvin Gordon with Mike Boone handling the receiving work. So I'm really scared this might end up being a three-man type of committee. I'm interested to see how the development ends up happening between Denver and their running back core. And the final name I really want to mention is going to be Greg Dolchich, tight end of the Denver Broncos. Uh, Alberto actually got ruled out of this game as a healthy scratch. Greg Dolchich was the third round rookie pick out of UCLA. Talented rookie tight end and at a position that, quite frankly, doesn't really have a pecking order outside of the top seven or so options. He's definitely worth a stash option in hoping that he shows his talent. He's able to command targets and he's able to perform, especially on Monday Night Football. I think there's a decent chance in that game, Chargers-Broncos, we expect a, a little bit of a higher scoring interdivisional affair that Greg Dolchers could get involved early and often. But now we get on to the main five pickups of the week. And starting off, number one is going to be Rondale Moore, wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals, rostered in 46% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. And when it comes to Rondale Moore, the past few weeks, Three games, 20.7% target share this year, following a hamstring knee issue that, that sidelined him early on. He's clearly earned that big role in this offense in his second year, and he has produced in the games he's played thus far. We obviously know that DeAndre Hopkins is coming back this week. The assumption here is that maybe the role might decrease, but with Marquise Brown and his 25.4% target share out for the year, I do think that Rondell Moore is going to continue to operate as that number two wide receiver only behind DeAndre Hopkins from now on. Romney Anderson was obviously brought in this week, but given the cost of acquisition, sixth and seventh round pick, player himself, very volatile player, and how much of an actual role he had in Carolina, I really don't have many concerns of him alphaing Rondell Moore in this wide receiver core. I more so expect him to be that ancillary deep threat wide receiver three for this offense, but the main target share is going to be distributed between Zach Ertz, DeAndre Hopkins, and Rondell Moore in the passing game, and I want to buy the dip here. He's a young electric talent, great with the ball in his hands, and he's been able to earn targets thus far this year. In terms of fab, I think 5 to 10% should be able to get it done for Rondale Moore, but I'd be willing to spend more, if you even if you have to spend like 15%. I think that Rondale Moore is well worth the pickup, given the nature and given the upside that he has in this offense. The number two pickup is basically just a clone of Rondale, if you want to make it be. I mean, I, I thought Wandale was a better prospect, given his ability to win on all three levels, compared to Rondale Moore, but I mean, they're virtually identical. They're friends of apparently in real life, but they're both the top two waiver claims for me this week. He looked electric and limited snaps this past week, converting a four target, four reception, 37 yard and one touchdown line and actually target and actually commanded a 36% target rate despite the limited snaps that he played. Clearly the talent and ability are there for Robinson and yield a ton of upside for him in his rookie year. The only worry I really have left is that his role really needs to increase before we can put him into our lineups. But again, the ability on a short sample is nonetheless extremely impressive, extremely high upside, obviously, given the current status of that Giants wide receiver core. And I do think that Robinson adds a ton of juice to this offense that truly needs a difference maker with the ball in their hands. Wandale Robinson could play that role. We expected Kadarius Tony to be that guy going into the year, but clearly the team wants to trade him, doesn't want to put him on the field, doesn't want to give him an opportunity. At least Wandale Robinson will be able to assume the role that, again, we assume Kadarius Tony would. So in terms of fab, 
I think you should be able to get him for about 5 to 10%. He didn't really have an eye-popping stat line per se, but I do think that Wandale Robinson could be a top 40 to 45 wide receiver, maybe even higher moving forward. Again, rookie, upside, potential number one option in the passing game for this offense. Potential number one option in the receiving game when it comes to the receiving core for this New York Giants offense. Number three pickup of the week is going to be Alec Pierce, wide receiver in the Indianapolis Colts, 38% rostered in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, another rookie wide receiver. And he did see his route participation dip this past week, only ran 41 of the 58 team routes, but he was still able to command seven targets and produced on the volume he earned. And as we know, well-performing rookie wide receivers are the waiver wire cheat code. Once you get to this point in the year, it's basically rookie wide receivers and handcuff running backs. That'd be the names on waiver wires to look out for on a week-to-week basis as we move forward. And when it comes to Alec Pierce, there's a clear opportunity here to capitalize in Indianapolis to become that secondary weapon to Pittman in the passing game. Paris Campbell technically outsnapped him and had more targets yesterday. But again, but I'm more so willing to chalk this up to an outlier, to a one-off performance. Again, 11 of his 26 seasonal targets came in this game. He's played six games. That means he had 15 in his first five games 11 yesterday so i'm not too worried that this is you know indicative of a role increase for the rest of the season i just don't think paris campbell's that good of a player and he had one good game in terms of fab i think again five to ten percent he has the opportunity to again be a wide receiver four type for the rest of the season from a fantasy football perspective number four pickup of the week is going to be michael gallup wide receiver of the dallas cowboys and in terms of gallup he would be ranked higher if i thought you need to bid more fab but for the most part i've mentioned him in the past couple weeks if you guys have been watching the waiver wire videos recently you guys would have already known to pick him up but past two weeks again not really eye-popping stats but a 31.3 percent and an 18.4 percent target share coming off of that acl injury he suffered at the end of last year again the production hasn't been great but Dak Prescott is expected back this week against the Detroit Lions, who, as we know, are an absolute sieve when it comes to actually making a stop on the defensive perspective. Dak Prescott's return obviously adds a more consistent vertical element to the offense. And as we know, Michael Gallup strides on those big plays, boundary plays down the field, winning contested situations. Dak Prescott is way more willing to put him in those situations than Cooper Rush ever would. I've talked about him again for the last few weeks, but it's mandatory. I discuss him one last time. This is going to be the interruption spot. If you don't have Michael Gallup already on your team, Good luck getting him after this Detroit game. Wouldn't be shocked if he drops like 100, 150 yards, a touchdown or two in this game. I expect the Dallas Cowboys to absolutely mollywalk the Detroit Lions at home this week. In terms of fab, I think, again, 5 to 10 bucks should be able to get it done. But again, I would be willing to spend more if need be when it comes to Michael Gallup. Number five waiver wire pickup of the week is going to be Van Jefferson, wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams. And this one, again, is a bit more of a projecting given his current health status and targets earned last time we saw him healthy. But the play of Allen Robinson this year has been so putrid that it does give Jefferson a chance to earn his keep as that number two wide receiver in terms of target hierarchy when it comes to L.A., He's looked good on a limited target share so far in his career, and I do think he could be in store for a potential slight uptick in terms of target share upon his return. The Rams clearly have one of the worst run games in the entire NFL right now, and Stafford has dropped back about 42 times per game this year, again, despite that bad wide receiver core outside of Cooper Cup. I think the return of Jefferson to sustain or increase pass production, it could potentially be the piece they need to turn it around on an offensive standpoint. Not a ton of upside here. I don't really think he's that great of a player, and obviously with Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby also commanding targets on this offense. I think his projectable role is more so as a wide receiver four. But again, high weeks, injuries, all counting up at this point of the year. I do think when Van Jefferson gets back, he could be a very fine second flex, maybe even top flex type of option in your fantasy football lineup. So really like stashing Van Jefferson should be back after their bye week this week. But I do think he's definitely worth a stash given what we saw last year and given what we could project going into this year. In terms of fab, I think you should be able to get him for free, but I'd be willing to bid up 5% of my fab. 
And now we get on to the honorable mentions. Honorable mentions this week are going to start off with Kenyon Drake, running back of the Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins experienced some knee tightness playing on that MetLife turf. If J.K. Dobbins were to be announced out this week, obviously you push Kenyon Drake off the board. We want insulation on that good offense, potential lead back type of role from the Ravens. But I do think that it's far more likely that J.K. Dobbins suits up. So therefore, I'm less likely to pick up Kenyon Drake. But again, if he gets rolled out, more than fine with going out and picking up Kenyon Drake and potentially streaming him as an RB3 level option this week. Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver of the New England Patriots, looked good on limited snaps this past week. Um, Two touchdowns, five targets. Just you want to bet on young, athletic wide receivers to be able to break out in the second half of the year. Obviously, he's third on that wide receiver pecking order right now behind Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers. I don't expect Jacoby Myers to go anywhere anytime soon, but I do think there's a clear opportunity for Tyquan Thornton to overtake and surpass Devontae Parker on the depth chart. So therefore, I'd be willing to stash him. Robbie Anderson, wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals. I mentioned Rondell Moore. Same type of shit applies when it comes to Robbie Anderson. He's going to be the third wide receiver in deep threat on this Arizona offense. And as we know, Kyler likes throwing the deep ball, so Robbie Anderson should be able to get plenty of spike week type of performances. Deion Jackson running back at the Indianapolis Colts. This is all contingent on the status of Jonathan Taylor. If Jonathan Taylor is again ruled out, you pick up Deion Jackson, you could stream him as a top 25-ish level running back this week. Obviously, one of the big breakouts this past week in fantasy football, leading the running back position with 28 points. I do think that Deion Jackson, again, if Jonathan Taylor is out, could be a streamable type of running back option. And then finally, Deontay Foreman, running back of Carolina Panthers. Recent news, obviously, Christian McCaffrey has been on the trade block when it comes to the Carolina Panthers' perspective. Deontay Foreman would be that next man in line if they were to trade Christian McCaffrey. But either way, I appreciate you guys for making it to the end of this video. Again, like if you enjoyed. Let's try to get this to 150 likes and subscribe to the channel. As I said, good luck in your matchups this week. Hopefully you win. Hopefully you get closer and closer to that first seed locking up the bye week in your fantasy league. But until then, take care. Good luck. Require me the money.